This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. The Pest Buzz with Dad and Dawn. Today we have a special session dedicated to the case-bearing moth, those sneaky intruders that can wreak havoc in our homes. That's right, Dawn. Here on the Pest Buzz Radio Show, our mission is to educate and to entertain, which may be a bit of a challenge today because case-bearing moths are very boring. But we're going to give you tools to fight the battle against these pests and arm you with knowledge and practical tips to protect your belongings. We'll delve into the intriguing world of the case-bearing moth and with an exciting discussion, hopefully have some engaging content lined up for everyone. They're not as boring as you might think. Well, we'll have to wait and see about that. I'm going to equip you with insights that you can identify signs of infestation, implement measures to prevent infestations, and of course, to eradicate these unwelcome visitors in your home. From the closets to the carpets, we'll guide you through proven inspection strategies and effective solutions. Let's explore their lifestyles, habits, and hopefully even some fascinating facts you might not have known. You might not have even known some of them. No, I learned a lot from this information. So whether you're a seasoned pest warrior or just new to this battle, the Pest Buzz Radio Show is your ultimate resource, and our goal is to inspire you and empower you to reclaim your home environment. Let's make those pests regret ever stepping foot in our homes. Fabric pests are quite intriguing, and there's several different species that we could talk about. Carpet beetle clothes moth, but today we're going to focus on the case-bearing moth, because that's the one we get most phone calls about. That's a good idea. We don't have enough time to talk about all of the different species of fabric pests, but what we describe about the case-bearing moth will be similar to the other fabric pests anyway, like the carpet beetle, your clothes moth. So let's just start out with the life cycle, shall we? The life cycle consists of four stages, the egg, the larva, the pupa, and the adult. And it's really important to understand this first. That's right, Dawn. The beginning of the life cycle is the egg stage, of course. The case-bearing moth female lays eggs in suitable materials. This could be wool, fur, or feathers. The eggs are tiny. They're about 0.5 of a millimeter, so you're never going to see them. And they're deposited also in hidden areas so they're protected, such as the folds or the seams of clothing or under heavy furniture. And the female and male moth have successfully mated. They begin laying the eggs and the journey begins for this case-bearing moth. That's right. You know, the original habitat is actually outdoors where they live in birds' nests or on the fur of animals and their skin. And they're so small that they don't even get noticed. So after a couple of weeks, these eggs hatch and they hatch into these really hungry larvae, which we like to call eating machines. And these larvae have an unusually long lifespan of about 50 days. And during this time, they feed on the fibres of our precious carpets and cause some significant damage. Yes, the larva stage is really the area that damages your property, your carpet, your clothes or your furs. And the larvae actually wrap themselves up in an organic case. And they seal this case with a mixture of excrement mm. and fibres they've consumed. 
you could call it a tube. It's a protective tube that they create themselves to live in while they're feeding, feeding, feeding. And they just continue to go through several molts. That means they molt their skin and grow bigger until they get bigger and bigger. You know, the life cycle can last between 65 and 90 days. And the female ad adult moth, moth will only live for about 30 days. But within that time period, she can potentially lay up to 300 eggs. But the moth, the adult moth themselves, actually pose no threat at all to our organic materials. It is just the larva. And they'll feed, like you said, on the wool, the hair, leather, cotton, linen, silk, and they'll even consume synthetic fibres. Just about anything they can get their mouths on, they're going to eat it and or wrap themselves up in it. And then when they're ready, they'll go into that pupil stage and the larva will spin a silken cocoon within their case and from there they'll start transforming into the adult moth. Well, that's intriguing indeed. I didn't know they ate synthetic materials. I know. And once they're transforming, you'll see these little cocoons hanging off the ceiling and in a couple of weeks, they'll move from the stage to adult stage and they come out as a small brown-coloured moth. That's right. And did you know this? That unlike many other moth species, the case-bearing moth are not strong flyers. So you'll often just see them crawling around on cushions or in the curtains. All they're doing is looking for mates and looking for places to lay eggs. Yeah, so case-bearing moths aren't as boring as I thought they were. <laughs> yes, the life cycle starts all over again with the female case-bearing moth finding the right place to lay her eggs and this will keep going on and on unless there are proper prevention measures put in place. Exactly. And that is where regular inspections, proper storage of susceptible items and maintaining cleanliness are key to keeping these case-bearing moths at bay. And if you suspect you have an infestation, don't hesitate to reach out to a professional pest control service for more information or assistance. So picture this, a case-bearing moth. It's about, got a wingspan of about 9 to 16 millimetres. The four wings have a grizzly brown colour. Mm. The hind wings, on the other hand, have a pale browny grey colour with fringe and tiny hairs on them. You can see a picture of them on our website at www.elitepestcontrol.co.nz. Yes, yes, and they're anything but boring to look at. In our experience, we see them hanging out in dark wardrobes, closets, in drawers, in the ruffles of the curtains, and behind bookcases, in lounges. And we're seeing a pattern here. The adults really love dark spaces. And it's, but it's the larva stage that we're really worried about. I mean, the adults, we have to get rid of them, but it's the larva stage that do all the damage. Yep. Remember, they love to feed on hairs, feathers, and organic fibres, particularly your carpet fibres, and they can destroy your carpet. We have seen such terrible damage done to carpets by these larvae. They are a real problem. And they're not picky eaters either. They happily consume cobwebs, birds' nests, stored vegetables, even wallpaper. You're right, you know, these life cycles is definitely the key to combating these pests effectively. So let's discuss their preferred habitats. Right. Case-bearing moths are known to thrive in an environment that provides them with shelter and with food. It's the same with all pests. It's all about food, shelter, and sex. 
So you often find them in dark, undisturbed areas like closets or storage spaces. They love to make their homes in places where they can go unnoticed, under beds and furniture that isn't moved very often. So it's really important to be vigilant and regularly inspect these areas to prevent infestations, especially if you've got woolen carpet. Mm, correct. And you often find them when you're moving house because they hide in the areas you never go to. So when you're doing a sprinkling or mo moving, you'll see the adult stage or the larva, and this alerts us to an infestation. Yes, so we often get calls from tenants and or property managers or landlords when they've moved out. They've noticed this infestation and they've noticed little bald spots and little um, holes appearing in the carpet. And damage is often done in sunny rooms by large sliding door windows and under those little foot mats. Yes, they have a rather eclectic taste. They like uh, fibrous materials, wool, fur, feathers, and even silk, as we mentioned before. And uh, you may even see them munching away on your favorite sweater, or your blankets, or even your upholstery. That's right, they're not picky when it comes to natural fibers, and so they'll gladly chow down on anything made of animal-based materials. That's why it's crucial to protect your valuable clothing and belongings from these hungry intruders. Yes, something I learned, Dawn, while studying this, was they don't just eat textiles. Mm -hmm they actually cause a lot of damage to stored food products yeah. like grains, cereals and dry fruit. So they're really opportunistic feeders. They're absolutely resentless in their search for sustenance. It's essential to keep your pantry items well sealed, regularly check for any signs of infestation, but of course this also works well with ants too. Okay, so we now know their preferred habitats, their diet range, their feeding habits. The key to preventing their destructive impact on our homes Let's talk about some of these strategies. All right. To help prevent infestation, we have to carry out a thorough inspection. I'm all about the inspection. Prevention is the key. Now, when inspecting for case-bearing moth, be sure to take a close look at your clothes. Check for signs of those tubes I mentioned earlier, or check under mats, or in hidden areas under heavy furniture, or check in the collars of your shirt or jacket. These tubes they're woven from organic materials that they've consumed and their excrement, and they look quite disguised. They're not easy to see. That's right. Keep an eye out for surface grazing on fibres, as well as any holes in the fabrics. Clothes, uh, case-bearing moths are notorious for, for their feeding habits. They can cause considerable damage to your favourite organic clothing items. And if you're dealing with fur, watch out for clipped hairs at the base, which can lead to loose fur pulling out easily and the exposed hide. And the same happens on the carpets, and they can leave some really large, chunky, unsightly bald patches. And when you consider the cost of carpet, and expensive clothing, it's well worth making regular inspections. So every few months you should have a look, inspect their stored items, inspect under your beds. I know it's difficult, but sometimes you have to move heavy furniture to find them. And don't forget to pay attention to those hard to reach areas. Check inside the drawers in the closets and under those rugs. Vigilance is the name of the game. So if you do spot anything when you've done this, looking under the heavy furniture or in your clothing, mm you need to take action as soon as possible. Don't leave it. You have to remove the item, quarantine it if it's possible, and contact a pest professional service to help you with solve this problem. Well, tell us how you quarantine the effective items then, because we can't always afford to throw all of these items away. What can we do? 
Well, if it's in your carpet, of course, you can't do anything but other than get it treated professionally. Oh, yeah. But if it's in clothing, uh, you can actually freeze these items. And this will kill the eggs and the, any other adults or larvae in the clothing. That's a great idea. Actually, you know what? We've had some great feedback from clients doing this. And while we're talking about that hot washing items that you can, although it can be difficult with natural with natural fibres, is also a really good way to manage and control it. I hear you've got some other good DIY methods to take on the, this case-bearing moth. Pest. Well, I do, I do, because it can be very expensive to engage a contractor to come in and take care of this, and often you'll need follow-up treatments as well. So I think the first thing that I always recommend is getting some monitoring glue boards. There is um, a pheromone trap that attracts the male moth called No Pests Clothes Moth Pheromone Trap that you can get from the likes of Mitre 10 or even Bunnings. Oh. It's a really good start. Well, that's a new one for me. It's like a moth detective, plus cleanliness. Move furniture away from the walls and give everything a thorough vacuuming. They love to hide in nooks and crannies. Hey, got it. Vacuuming is the way to go. What about those storage areas and under beds? Oh, you're on a roll today. We've mentioned it a couple of times already, and we can't repeat it enough. Regularly inspect those areas and vacuum those areas. Moths love dark and quiet spaces. I've heard about something called DE, or diatomaceous earth dawn. Can you fill us in? All right. We use DE quite a bit. Uh, it's a natural powder that's a thorn in the side of these moths and insects in general. You sprinkle it in the areas with high activity and just watch those moths steer clear. Just be careful. You don't need to use them a lot and wear a mask when you're applying it. And you have to be super patient. So DE is non-toxic? It is, essentially. Yeah, it's just the, the sharp particles. You don't want to breathe them in. That's right. Okay, that's handy to know. What about uh, dehumidifiers? Ah, because moths love humid environments, putting a dehumidifier into those areas of high activity will make it very inhospitable for them to live in. Well, that's a great tip, Storm, and to take care of those case-bearing moths. Thanks, thanks for shedding light on that. Look, a little prevention goes a long way. Keep those closets and wardrobes moth-free with those DIY tracks. So what's the buzz on professionals? What are they going to do to manage it? Well, you know, it's really interesting that you bring that up because we did get an intriguing inquiry from a listener who's been dealing with a case-bearing moth infestation. They were considering that DIY approach, but decided to get in touch with a pest professional first, and they got some pretty interesting information from them. Okay. So what did the professional have to offer? Well, it was very comprehensive, but let's break it down, and then you can tell me what you think about it. First of all, the pest professional provided a package priced between $3.95 and $4.95 plus GST. Whew. That sounds expensive. <laughs> yep. What's included in that package? I thought you might say something like that. First of all, they conduct a thorough assessment of the property to understand the extent of the infestation. Then, after that, they apply targeted treatments inside the property to deal with those case-bearing moths, especially in those hard-to-reach places. Hmm. Okay, well, that's impressive. So what about the outside the property? Well, they don't typically treat the exterior, but they might tackle areas like the garages or standalone storage spaces so that they can get really good results. What about those case-mirroring moths that like to hang around in the attic or in the ceiling cavity? 
Well, that's pretty wet, rare. I can't say that I've ever seen any case-bearing moth larva inside a roof void or an attic, but they will inspect it anyway and treat it if necessary. And you mentioned follow-up. What is, what is that about? Well, sometimes it can be difficult to get rid of a case-bearing moth infestation with just one treatment. So they offer a comprehensive follow-up service program. And I think what this means is that if you are still seeing activity, you only have to give them a call back and then they will make a follow-up treatment or monitor with some of those glue boards that I was talking about. And the reports you mentioned, what are they? Well, they keep you in the loop. So the detailed reports, they discuss when and where what was used and whether or not there are any recommendations to, to come back and do a follow-up treatment. So what's the bottom line here, Dawn, with professionals? Well, I think it's all about an integrated approach. So the advice given is to vacuum, use that dehumidifier. They'll come in and do some spraying with some insecticides and then they'll follow up with you afterwards. And I think this is a really good way of going about it. Yeah, I think that's some solid advice there, Dawn. What if you need ongoing management, though? Well, after the follow-up period ends, I think there's an option to get annual assessments or regular assessments based on the updates from the client. So the client sees some activity, they give, they give the office a call, and then they go back out and have another look and see what's going on. Okay, because health and safety is very important. What's the first step in health and safety with treating case-bearing moth? Well, first of all, you have to be out of the house for four hours. So if you're going to engage a professional, they're going to be applying insecticides. So during that period of time, it's very dangerous. Okay, so insecticides inside your house. What about my personal belongings? Well, you don't have to worry too much about that, but it is a good idea to lift everything up off the floor, put it up on the beds or up on the couches or just up and covered with a uh, sheet or, or a blanket or something like that. Okay, so when I go in the bathroom, what, am I, is, is my toothbrush going to be affected by insecticide? Well, just to be on the safe side, we they do ask that you put them away. Just put them all in a, in a cupboard somewhere. All the cooking utensils, your hairbrush, your fruit fruit bowl, your coffee cups, etc. Just put them all away in the pantry or in a cupboard close. Now, I've heard that insecticides are very harmful to fish. Yeah. So what about my you know, fishy friends? Yeah, fish are super sensitive to it, so it's not always easy to remove them from the house for four hours. But it is a good idea to cover them up. You can cover them up with a towel, and that'll keep them quite safe during the treatment. So after the treatment, after we've done all this, what's the next step? Well, once the four hours have passed, you go back to the property, and then it's important to ventilate. So you'll ventilate for maybe 10 to 15 minutes, open all the doors, and let the fresh air circulate through. And what about our pets, our furry friends? Well, it's important to keep them out for four hours as well. Cats and dogs outside, away from the treatment, to ensure their safety. Okay, so we're going to get treatment done. We've discussed many of those facets. Before this treatment is done, what preparations do homeowners need to do, or householders need to do, before a service? Technicians need access to all the areas where moth and larvae are found. So that is usually in the dark spaces, closets, drawers, under the bed, etc. Yep. So all of those areas need to be available. What about the cleaning? 
Well, cleaning is a key to controlling case-bearing moth or even carpet beetle or even clothes moths. Vacuuming all carpet areas. I cannot stress how important vacuuming is. It's a real strong weapon against all sorts of pests. So inside your closets, it's important to do it in there prior to the treatment. Dispose of the vacuum cleaner bag, get rid of it in the rubbish, or wash out a bagless one in hot soapy water. And do you think we should do that for the furniture as well? Well, the floors must be clear and, obst and obstructed for an effective treatment. But it's always good to vacuum your furniture as a prevention. Be sure to pick up your toys and clear them off the floor and make sure the bottom of your wardrobes are empty so we can treat there. And also, very important, under your beds. And again, after the treatment, vacate the house until the solution dries, at least for four hours, then make sure to open all the windows and doors for at least 20 minutes to ventilate the home. Yeah, these steps are essential to a, a safe and effective treatment. And there you have it. That's another enlightening episode of The Pest Buzz. Have you got creepy crawly scurrying through your house? Or is your problem a bit bigger? Well, we can help. Being Canterbury owned and operated for 10 years means we've learned a thing or two about our local invaders. We use non-toxic chemicals to provide a healthy environment for you and your family while evicting those nasties. And satisfaction is guaranteed, so eliminate the problem quickly and safely. For a full range of services, visit our website, elitepestcontrol.co.nz. Thanks for sharing your expertise on the case-bearing moth. Well, actually, Dawn, it was a pleasure to hear what you had to say, and it wasn't nearly as boring as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Knowledge is key to keeping those unwanted pests at bay. It's crucial to be proactive and take the necessary steps to maintain a pest-free environment. Absolutely. And if you have any questions or suggestions for any topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, just feel free to reach out to us. We'd actually love to hear from you. We really would. And we'll be back soon with more episodes that tackle the challenges of urban pest management. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on The Pest Buzz. Listen to The Pest Buzz on the first Monday of every month at 9am on Plains FM 96.9. Subscribe to the Pest Buzz on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or check them out on plainsfm.org.nz.